Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey everyone, I wanted to hop in real quick to provide a preface to this episode. It has quite a bit of my work experience included, so you are able to really understand who I am and where I'm coming from. I do want to provide a warning as I talk a little bit about my experience with sexual harassment in the workplace, as I feel so many women go through something similar or much worse, and it played a big part in my decision to stay or leave a company. I give a brief intro to my background growing up and what I feel helped me have so much drive and perseverance. What's neat about my story is that I have come so far since the beginning. I went from feeling like I would never be seen for my true potential and getting passed over for promotions to being recruited to an amazing company and I continue to receive job offers without any formal interviews based on the relationships I have built along the way. It was a long journey and I wish I had a strong female mentor who could have helped me understand what I was going through and how to overcome obstacles sooner than I learned on my own. If you want to hear all the juicy details along the way, keep listening and enjoy! we're going to jump into my past and how it has led me to where I am today. Where do I begin? I come from a small town in northern Utah. I have two brothers and triplet sisters. So there are six of us all within six years of each other. So I have an older brother, then me, a younger brother, and triplet sisters. They are identical And yes, they stole all of my clothes in high school. Uh, I grew up playing night games, uh, being outside as long as possible, breaking bones and getting stitches more times than I can count. My dad wasn't around too much as he was typically working two to three jobs at a time so my mom could be home with us kids. We didn't have a lot of money, so I got my first job at McDonald's when I was 16. I actually really liked working there. I worked with some friends and we always made it a good time. One time, as we were cleaning up, my friend had put water too far into where I was taking orders and when I went to give someone their money back, I literally almost fell into their car. (laughs) I grabbed onto the side of their car and had to push myself off in order to get back inside. Like I said, we had a good time. It felt good to get a paycheck and to earn money of my own. Okay, so have any of you taken the Enneagram test? I am an Enneagram 3, which is an achiever, and I always wondered why I felt the need for more. My mom is definitely a perfectionist, and my dad was such a hard worker that I think it kind of molded me into this 3 of being an achiever. I didn't want all the things money could buy, although it was a nice perk of earning more money, but I do enjoy making an impact and adding value as well as having my own achievements along the way. Some of my friends have an ongoing joke about all the jobs I'm doing or additional things I'm taking on, which now makes way more sense. Part of being self-aware is learning more about what type of person you are. There are a lot of different tests out there, so have fun with them. Try on what they're saying about you, but know that it's not all 100% accurate and you can make changes if you want to. Okay, so back to my past. We'll continue on the Enneagram stuff later. I didn't always have a ton of friends and I definitely wasn't popular in high school. I moved out right when I turned 18 and found a full-time job and a part-time job to keep me busy. Again, Enneagram 3. I found myself jumping into working at different call centers. The first one I worked for was selling family movies, and it was a pre-recorded voice so we could have more than one conversation going on at a time, one in each ear. It was a male's voice, but if necessary, I could unmute it, and I acted like I was helping him in training. 
And if you got really good, you ended up getting a third monitor, which had a speaker. So you had three computer screens, three huge uh, keyboards, and you had to pay extremely close attention to what your uh, customers were saying so that you press the right prompt to continue the conversation smoothly. It was an easy job, but they ended up relocating to Salt Lake City and I wasn't ready to move with them. So I got another job. I started working at another call center, which was a larger company that had a brand new building and created a lot of jobs in my town. I got hired and I might be a nerd, but I love training. I love learning things that will help me in my current role or to help me get to another level. So I was soaking it all in. I had an amazing manager who cared about all of us on the team. He wanted to see me and our team succeed. I don't love sales when I feel like it isn't in the customer's best interest, but I do love customer service and helping my customers find answers. I saw an opportunity for growth with this company. I got to a point where I wanted to be more than a phone rep, so I decided to move to a team where I had heard this other manager had success helping people into leadership roles or to be seen by upper management. Boy, was that a big mistake moving teams. I was excited to be mentored by this manager who I had heard so many great things about. I quickly moved teams and thought that I could have a future with this company. And it wasn't long until inappropriate comments started being made. It was during work. It was outside of work. And I was only maybe 19 at the time. So I was super young and naive, but I knew it wasn't right. There, like I said, it was a small town. So it, like you saw people all the time everywhere. And there was one gym where we all worked out together and Honestly, after the first time working out and having my manager there at the gym, I never went back. I paid for over a year worth of a membership and I didn't even care because I wasn't ever going to go back if I was going to see him there. Comments were made about other women, about me in particular, Sometimes it was just telling me to stand up straighter and have better posture. But in reality, I think he really was wanting me to have better posture for other reasons than to look more confident. And I remember specifically one time when I was at home and I had sent a text to my manager after getting out of the shower and I told him that the reason why I hadn't responded was because I was in the shower and his response was you shouldn't have told me that. I shared my feedback with other team members and even like a female girlfriend of mine thought that it wasn't that big of a deal. So I thought maybe I'm overreacting. I had never dealt with something like this I really wasn't sure how to move forward from there. However, additional comments continued to be made. I was not doing well at work. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to promote into a, like a higher position. I couldn't stand being on this team and I didn't have an opportunity to move for at least a quarter. Me and another female coworker decided to take a stand. We called a phone number that was supposed to be private and confidential, and I had pages of notes. I provided all of my feedback. I was told that if anything were to be done, they would handle it. It was maybe a few days later when I was doing something that my boss thought was not appropriate or whatever have you. He was no longer hiding the fact that he now new. It was maybe a few days later after I'd provided the anonymous feedback that I knew something was up with my manager. He was continuing to make comments and then when I would look over at him he would say something like oh are you gonna call that hotline number again and turn me in and like laughed about it. So at that point, I had lost all of my faith in this company. I was so disappointed 
to once have hoped to really contribute to this company only in a matter of like months or not even a full couple of months be totally turned off and wanting to quit my job with nothing else lined up. There were other situations with him that he made me super uncomfortable and I finally put in my notice and on my last day he literally followed me around when I said goodbye to everyone to then walk me out and act like nothing had happened. Unfortunately, he has gotten promoted since then. I have not followed up anytime recently, but I know that after I had left, nothing had ever happened, and I just really hope that other girls didn't put up with even what I had put up with. So that led me to moving to Salt Lake. I realized that Logan did not have as much in store for me. After that incident, I needed a fresh start and did not think that my hometown was going to be able to provide that for me because it was a small town and I really didn't want to run into him. So I moved to Salt Lake City. I started looking for jobs. I worked at a restaurant in downtown Salt Lake City for a couple of months while I was looking for other jobs. I had previous serving experience, so it was an easy enough job to find work as a server. At night, I would apply for jobs, and I ended up finding a job posting. I want to say it was around midnight or 1 a.m. when I had gotten off my shift super late, and I was reading through job descriptions, and I saw a posting about planning vacations for customers and I thought oh my gosh that sounds so great my parents uh, had owned timeshares so I thought why not so I applied and went through that process ended up getting hired and I knew like pretty early on that again like my hope was restored that I could potentially grow within another company and have a fresh start so As I was going through training, the different departments came in and introduced themselves. And when the team leaders came in to introduce themselves, I, it just clicked. I knew I always wanted to be a teacher of some sort, but I knew it wasn't going to be for any sort of like schooling related type job, but I love teaching and I didn't necessarily know if training was going to be what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to be a leader of some sort. And when I saw the team leaders introduce themselves, I was so excited. I instantly put it in my head that I was going to become a team leader as soon as possible. So I completed training and it was... A larger company so they have certain requirements that you have to hit before you can even apply for a job uh, or like a promotion so I made sure that I was eligible for that posting as soon as it came available so I had to of course watch my attendance and my stats making sure that everything looked great so that when a position became available I could apply for it I had worked there for probably not even like six months and was able to start applying for different positions. I think their minimum was like 90 days, but I got turned down after turned down after turned down and it was rough. I had uh, eventually started working as a backup trainer for the training department. So I helped a lot with all the new hires in training. They go through uh, self-taught modules and I was able to help answer questions and guide people through and uh, basically kind of be like a mentor to them without it being something that was full-time. As well as when they got out on the floor, I was able to help answer questions as well. So I decided to apply for some different training positions as well. And I got turned down again. Honestly, one of my worst interactions was on my second interview to be a trainer. And the training manager had asked me 
how I would take the feedback if I didn't get the position again while I was still in the interview. So I pretty much knew that I messed that one up somehow and uh, yeah, went back to the drawing board. I continued to take all the feedback that I was given. Sometimes I was given feedback, sometimes I was not given feedback. So it was frustrating when it was super vague or I felt that it was not actual feedback to what I needed to work on. There were plenty of things that I needed to work on. I don't know if the managers were as aware of what I was doing or how I was contributing. So I need, I knew I needed to work on my perception. Again, like I said, I worked as a training, as a backup trainer. So I knew everyone who came in to the training department and that meant a lot of people knew who I was. So they would stop by my desk and say hi frequently and the perception was that I was too social. So while I thought it was a good thing that I had great relationships with all these other team members, uh, a lot of the managers saw it as a bad thing or that I wasn't getting my work done. Now, if they would have looked back at my stats, they would have seen that I was amongst the top of my team. But again, perception is not always reality. So I knew I had some work to do on my perception and made some changes there. I continued to help as a backup trainer on the call floor as much as I could to get exposure to the different managers. I would talk to the different team leaders to see if they had any tips or suggestions of how I could stand out uh, more and took all of their feedback as well. When I was helping as a backup trainer walking the floor, usually the shifts were about four hours, which is kind of a long time to walk around answering questions, especially when it wasn't as busy. So I did have a lot of time to talk with some of the different managers, team leaders, other team members who had already graduated training and help answer questions for them as well. But there was one manager whose office was pretty close to where I would typically hang out monitoring the floor for questions. My roommate happened to be his team leader, so it was pretty easy to talk to him. I didn't feel as nervous around him as I did some of the other leaders as far as trying to get to know them uh, because I felt like it was easier to talk to him knowing that uh, he already knew my roommate. We had some common ground. At one point he cracked a joke. It was a little bit inappropriate to the point where I just kind of like awkwardly laughed it off. Didn't think too much of it and then it happened once or twice more. Again, I was like, okay, this is my roommate's manager. I want to keep things professional, but also like this is kind of awkward. Uh, so again, didn't really think much of it, kind of brushed it off and uh, again, just continued with helping the team members and started walking around and hanging out in different areas than I normally did uh, so that I wasn't, you know, right outside of his office. Uh, But then he started to flag me in and say, hey, like, come here. I wanted to talk with you about something. And I walked into his office and he would tell me either like a joke or something. And because I didn't outright say, hey, this is probably not appropriate to talk about at work or a joke that should be, you know, talked about between a manager and a team member. Again, I thought he would know better being in a leadership role and me being someone who was very much, you know, an entry-level team member. So I talked with him a little bit and would try to get out, uh, you know, acting like someone had a question or Uh, trying to avoid his area and signed up for less and less training shifts, which was unfortunate because I still wanted the opportunity to get to know other managers and other team leaders better. It was a tough decision because I still wanted to hang out on the call floor and be able to help mentor the team members and be an example. Because I didn't 
put a stop to it saying that I felt uncomfortable or, you know, communicating that this was really awkward. Uh, he started messaging me on our work chat system. And again, I tried to be nice and bring conversation back to work-related things or, you know, act like I got busy on a phone call or something. But he started very much opening up about dreams he would have about other women in the office, as well as an interaction that had happened with a previous team member who no longer worked there. And I didn't know what to do at that point. Uh, I was really stressed, but again, I just tried to brush it off. Nothing was specifically directed at me. Uh, He did ask at one point if he were to dream about me, if I would want to know about that. And I said, absolutely not. But he would tell me uh, some of his dreams were about my roommate, who was his team leader, which I thought was so inappropriate and tried to softly explain how that would probably be very uncomfortable for her. I brushed it off for quite a while and then my roommate happened to get promoted into another department. I was obviously so excited for her and so happy for her and then I realized her manager was going to be having an opening and it was probably going to look suspicious or weird if I didn't apply for that role because I had made it very clear that I wanted to be a team leader and I had had conversations with all the managers of that department so it made sense that I would want to have an opportunity for that and people saw it as a great opportunity in the sense that I was uh, roommates with his previous team leader so I already knew very much uh, kind of the relationship um, their working relationship and kind of the ins and outs of that I started getting way more stressed and I didn't know what to do. I hadn't told my roommate about what he had said because I knew she'd be so uncomfortable as well. And again, I I wish I would have spoke up sooner, but I didn't know what to do in that moment or during that time period. At one point when me and my roommate were out one night, I did tell her, that I wasn't going to be applying for that position, I told her what he had been telling me. And she was obviously mortified and rightfully so. She was very embarrassed that, you know, having a professional working relationship with someone that they would say the type of things that he was telling to me. So HR ended up getting involved I was really stressed because, again, I thought, is this really happening where a type of sexual harassment is going to keep me from moving forward in a company? Uh, Obviously, this was a different situation in the sense that it wasn't directed, uh, you know, directly at me. However, I wasn't going to be able to take advantage of that opportunity to apply for that position and a couple other of my friends who also wanted to work towards getting promoted were not comfortable applying for his position as well. It was very obvious during my conversations with him that he was going to hire a female good-looking team leader who had large breasts. I didn't know what to do about it. So like I said, HR got involved and I was nervous. I, based on my past experience, I thought nothing's going to happen. It's going to get brushed under the rug. They aren't going to take me serious because they clearly didn't take me serious at my previous position. I hoped for the best, but thought, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe this isn't the right position for me. I was pulled into the office with the HR manager and when she asked if I would still apply for the role if this male manager was still working for the company, I said I would not. And the other team member who was also uh, kind of seen as like one of the next to get promoted also said that she would not be applying for that role either. So the HR manager took that into consideration And within the next 48 hours, he had left the company. 
it was handled very maturely and very respectfully for all parties. To this day, I don't think most people have any idea what really went down because the fact that HR really did keep everything under wraps. I really appreciated that. I knew that if a company was going to have my back and understand what I had gone through and what others had gone through as well, they were not going to stand for that. And it wasn't a slap on the wrist or any sort of punishment uh, in the sense of him keeping his job and he uh, no longer worked there. It took about three weeks or so for the dust to settle and for different team changes to be made uh, due to this manager leaving the company. And because of some of the changes that were happening, there were some additional opportunities that were going to be coming available. I then had an interview. Like I said, I got turned down so many times. I honestly can't even remember. But I had an interview. It was with a a male and a female uh, who were both having positions becoming available. I had built a good relationship with both of them at this point. So I think I was more nervous because of the fact that they knew me and knew maybe what I should be saying as my answers. And you guys, I had probably one of the worst interviews ever. I mean, obviously my track record wasn't great, but I did not feel confident in that interview at all. I was drawing blanks. I was pulling examples from jobs that weren't even relevant. It was it was bad. But the good thing was is that I had made an impression because of everything I've done outside of the interview. So internally, interviews are not everything. Thank goodness because I certainly struggled for those first couple of years. I found out that it came down to me and one other leader. He had 10 years of tenure. I had two and he had 10. I was not sure if I would get chosen or not. I knew I was taking more steps and implementing feedback that I was getting from all the different managers, but I didn't know if I was clearly communicating that well or if they were going to be hiring someone because he had uh, more tenure than I did. It felt like an eternity before I got that feedback as to whether or not I was going to get the job. I remember my friend had pulled me into a conference room and asked for my help on something. So I started helping her on this project and the male manager walked in and I like my heart stopped. I was so awkward because I hadn't even seen him since I interviewed. What am I supposed to talk about? Because all I want to know is if I got the job or not. He started talking to me and basically offered me the job about peeing my pants. I was so happy. I could not believe it. And shortly after I got promoted, uh, I had a conversation with this manager and he told me that he was going to be honest with me and tell me the feedback that he had received. And he was told not to choose me as his team leader which hurt. I felt like I worked hard and it had implemented feedback after the many interviews that I had and was always working to provide great service to our customers. So why would someone tell him not to promote me? Well, he told me that the reason why he told me that was to light my fire and to really get me motivated to have a really strong start. And he said it was part of his job, of course, to also helped me stand out and really do such a great job. I took that as a challenge and from day one, I hit the ground running. It was tough. It was not all sunshine and roses after that. I thought, you know, once you get promoted, it's going to be great. But I continued to have some hardships after that. I had other girls in the company who were spreading rumors saying that I had just got promoted because I was pretty. I had a team who loved their previous team leader and were not excited about change in general. So they really pushed back on anything that I was suggesting or asking of them. It was tough, but I continued to push through. I knew that if I could prove to them that I want them to be successful and I want to help in any way that I can to help them be successful and happy at work, 
and to help them get to where they want to go. At that point, I think they finally started softening up towards me, understanding that I wasn't an actual enemy, that I was there to help them. I was working at that company for a total of four years. So I was a phone rep for two years and a team leader for two years. I randomly got an email, I think it was, uh, from a recruiter who had asked me if I was interested in considering going to work for a startup. I had no idea what the startup was called. And even on the phone, I was like, what did you say? And I remember it clearly being in this conference room, having this conversation, feeling like I was totally being watched by someone there who was going to like find out that I had had a conversation about considering leaving the company. I went and talked to my manager first thing and I said, hey, I got off the weirdest phone call just now. It was a recruiter from another company who is starting up here in Salt Lake City They uh, have been around for a few years now, but they're starting their call center in Salt Lake and they want me to go interview for them. Uh, What do I do? And being the great leader that he is, he said, you should go for it. There is absolutely no reason why you should not interview for this position because what you could do is at least learn about the company, see if it's something that you're interested in. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You still have a job. So I went home, got some feedback from my husband as well to figure out what I was going to do and decided to go through with the interview process. Well, this recruiter told me there are some other team leaders or other people within the company who were going to be interviewing. And he said, I'll make sure that no one else is interviewing from that company while you are so that you can all keep it kind of like on the down low. I said, perfect, that would be greatly appreciated. I do not want to cause any more problems at work. He said, yep, no problem. So I get my interview scheduled, but then at one point he sends me an email and he forgot to change the name and it was one of my coworkers. So I knew for sure that one of my coworkers was definitely interviewing for this role. But again, I had confidence that we weren't going to be interviewing at the same time. All was going to be great. I go to do my interview. So I walk in and I'm sitting in the waiting area and I have another team leader from a different department walk in and... (laughs) We were pretty good friends. He had been a trainer as well, so I had built a good relationship with him and we both kind of just laughed it off that we were there. But then I knew that this other team leader was coming in and he and I didn't really get along the greatest. He was not the hardest worker and I felt like I definitely had to step up a little bit to help his team uh, because they didn't deserve to suffer because their leader didn't really care. But he came walking in and the look on his face, if it could have been recorded, white as a ghost. (laughs) Oh, so great. Um, So we all had some good laughs, made kind of an agreement to not be communicating to other people that we were all there basically interviewing for the same position. So Again, I didn't really know a lot about this company who was coming to Salt Lake, but I was excited that, you know, someone had approached me. Are you kidding me? I had been through so many interviews and turndowns if they only knew. So I go to do my interview and before I even go to the interview, it was a three-part process and I said to myself, you know what, If, if these team leaders that I'm interviewing with happened to get promoted, I don't know if this will be the company for me. Again, the the one team leader that I worked with, I didn't have a whole lot against him, but I felt like both of these team leaders who were applying were looking for something different and not in the way that I was looking for something different, if that makes sense. I wanted opportunities for growth and I was hungry and I was excited and motivated And I wasn't seeing that same drive from these other leaders. And maybe it was just that they were burnt out and needed a new opportunity. But it didn't feel right for me if they, if either of them had gotten 
a job offer. So I went into the interview and like I said, it was a three-part interview. I felt really comfortable throughout the whole process. It was nothing like I had been through before at my other very corporate job. It was probably like the next day or two that I got a follow-up phone call from the recruiter saying that they wanted to offer me a job. I thought it over and talked again to my manager and my husband and decided to take the job. It was a lateral move, but I saw so much potential for growth. I thought I would be crazy to turn it down. I talked to other leaders within my department to let them know that I had made the decision to quit my current job and take on this new opportunity. So many people at that point, after me struggling so hard to get promoted uh, two years down the line being in this role, people were telling me I was crazy to leave uh, a company who had been established and been around for years and years and that I was leaving something that is known for something unknown. And I understood where they were coming from, but I was surprised to hear so much feedback about why I shouldn't leave, although I knew that my future was not going to be at that company, so either I was going to stay in the same position or something very similar for many years, or I was going to take a risk and see where that went. I was not sure what to expect with this new company, but I was so excited Day one, it was a breath of fresh air. Again, like I said, I love training and the team from San Francisco came in to train us. Ironically, in a hotel conference room that was owned by the uh, previous company I just left. So it kind of all came full circle in a sense. But I was just so excited. The president of the company was there for day one and for the first few days of training. And I don't think I mentioned this. He was one of the ones who interviewed me in the process when I was getting hired. And I thought that was so cool. I was definitely very humbled to be in his presence. And the fact that he cared so much about the core group who was going to be starting the call center. Uh, There were about uh, 20 of us, maybe who were starting that included managers, team leaders, and team members. And we just had a blast learning all together and figuring everything out as we went. I was so impressed by the co-founder, president, and CEO. I still to this day love them to death. I was excited for what the future had for me. I knew as soon as I walked in that door that I had made the right decision to leave that other company. We had opportunities to sign up for additional responsibilities because, again, it was a very small team. There was four managers and four team leaders and a bunch of different ownerships that we all had to volunteer for. I volunteered for training, not knowing exactly what that was going to entail, but like I said, I love training, so why not, right? I did not know what I was getting myself into. It was a lot of work, but again, I was so excited. I have absolutely loved the startup life. I took everything in stride and I was a workhorse. Again, that achiever in me wanted to be the best and do the best and of course, helping others out along the way. So training was the perfect opportunity for me. So I went in and there was definitely a foundation laid by the team out in San Francisco, which was so helpful. I had an amazing person who I worked with and she was so great to help set me up for success. So I wasn't starting out from scratch. I continued to make iterations on every training class and implement new training as necessary as we got new systems or new procedures that came into place. One thing I really loved about being involved in the training department was how I was able to utilize different team members' strengths and talents to help create the trainings that our new hires were going to go through each different month. So team members would come to me with different ideas and presentations, and I was able to 
utilize them for the training to facilitate instead of me having to be there to do it all as I had my own teams and other things going on. So it was a great opportunity for them to step up as leaders and be examples to their peers as well as getting that feedback from me and from the other leaders on their different presentations and how great they were doing. And I just loved it. We had a new training class almost every month. It was a little tough because my team was the night shift and I also ran training. So training started at eight, but my team didn't leave until seven. So there were days where I was in the office all day, every day. I can't say that my husband loved that part of it, but I knew that I had to put in the time and of course make an impact to be able to continue to be seen for promotions or be eligible for for different opportunities. So it was only about, let's see, five months in and I got promoted to become a manager. At that company, they believe that if you are doing great things that you don't have to interview for different positions, at least at that point in the company. So I got promoted uh, without an interview, which obviously I had struggled with many times. So I had no issues with that. I was very grateful to be promoted into a management role. I had my own team at that point, as well as being able to hire a team leader myself and continue to run training. I ran training for about a year and we had classes every month. I believe it was December that we had two classes in that month, which was crazy. We had two classes start back to back on like the 15th and 16th of December. It was crazy. But of course, always a good time. I learned so much from the leaders there in such a short time. At my previous job, it was very cut and dry, black and white. You couldn't hang out with your uh, direct reports. It was very much like a, like a colder environment in that sense, uh, where there was definitely like a cutoff of leadership versus team members. And at this new company, it was definitely not like that. Of course, you still had to have boundaries and, you know, basically know what you should and shouldn't do. But uh, they left a lot of that up to us to decide, which was really refreshing. I loved being able to, you know, make more connections with my team and also to finally be able to provide suggestions and have an input on new processes and procedures When you work for a super established company, there are certainly perks with that, but it also comes along with making changes hard. Changes don't happen super often. So I I felt like I wasn't encouraged to think outside of the box or think of new ideas because so many things were, it was just the way it was because it worked. So why fix something if it's not broken? So I I learned so much and am so grateful for all the leaders that I had there. I learned how to be more open and vulnerable as a leader, uh, connecting to my team members where at my past job, I felt like I was always very much, you know, manager Nicole and not anything else. I felt like I couldn't open up or relate to my team members uh, or that would look like a weakness. So uh, when I, of course, worked for this new company and it was something that was encouraged, I found that I worked so much better in that type of an environment where I was encouraged to build real connections and meaningful uh, relationships with those that I worked with because overall we all worked so much better together when we understood kind of where everyone else was coming from as well. And it was it was a little bit of a tr- tough transition to be as vulnerable and open, but it paid off so quickly when I started testing it out or trying different things with my team that I knew that was going to work for me going forward. At some point, I started managing the email team that we had located in the Philippines. I was so excited. I was going to get to fly out there in May of one of the years and go help with one of the 
trainings that we were going to implement uh, there for the team for both the email and the uh, chat team. So a group of us flew out there and some of us went out early so that we could go to this private island off the coast and it was so amazing. Oh my gosh, I want to go back. The people there are amazing and I loved working with uh, the team in the Philippines because like I said, they just have hearts of gold and I was so grateful to have the opportunity to also meet them in person. I also helped with interviewing. So we had, like I said, classes going on every month. So uh, I had my team. I was managing the training team, uh, which was nice. I had many people who were providing the training. I didn't facilitate all of the training, which was great. Uh, So I managed the training program, uh, had my team as well, and then also was doing interviews pretty frequently so that we could fill for the different classes. I interviewed over 230 candidates while I was there in three years. It was crazy. I am a sucker for stats for certain things and I wanted to know how many interviews I had participated in and I don't know if I was surprised when I saw that number. So now I definitely understand the process and it's funny how I was so awful at interviewing uh, for the longest time and now I feel like I know most of the ins and outs uh, of course besides a couple of nuances for different companies but once you sit in that many interviews I feel like you've got it pretty much down. Uh, there were other things I did there as well. I helped lead our office-wide recognition efforts uh, to make sure that team members were receiving meaningful and prompt feedback um, as well as praise uh, because we had gotten employee engagement surveys that uh, provided feedback saying that they didn't feel like they were getting appreciated. I was excited to be able to lead that as well. I also helped to develop and implement a balanced scorecard. So if you're familiar with that, it's basically a way of balancing out the different stats that you're required to hit every month. And that helped us get a better streamlined process while we were working to get uh, team members promoted into different roles. So that way, uh, you weren't necessarily held back if you weren't always performing in certain areas. But the biggest thing that I loved there and where I developed a passion of helping women get promoted into different roles was really uh, at this company. I felt so empowered to help other women and of course I helped men along the way as well. Uh, But I found that women needed a little bit of additional like support and a couple of different uh, approaches to certain things. So I really focused on uh, women in the workplace and how I could help them to get promoted. Uh, This company also had a uh, women's mentorship program, which I thought was amazing as well. So uh, women had the opportunity to be mentored by uh, people who had more tenure or who were different leaders, uh, which I think is really great as well. So why did I not stay there forever? Some of you may be asking. Well, I had had some conversations with team members, with other colleagues, uh, about you know what I wanted to do next. And I don't know if I wasn't feeling fully challenged or what exactly you know was going on. But at some point, I knew that I needed a change, and but I was definitely comfortable with all my friends, uh, all my coworkers, uh, who I developed friendships with. And of course the team and the values, everything, uh, I, I wasn't necessarily ready to make a change yet, but I knew that I wasn't necessarily going to, uh, promote within this company at this time. And I was coming up on my three year anniversary and, I had uh, gotten called into a meeting with my manager and there is an office that is right near like the front desk that's by the elevators that we call like the firing room because 
it's the quickest escape where you can't like make a scene if you're getting fired. And when my boss asked me to come up and talk with him, I had literally just emptied my entire purse all over my desk to uh, have some reorganization. So I left my desk in a freaking mess and went to see what my manager needed. And as I was walking up the stairs, the thought honestly crossed my mind like, oh my gosh, this is the room that like people get let go in. And then I like obviously brushed it off. And I walked in there and instantly knew that this could not be good. It was my manager and the HR manager from our San Francisco office. So I didn't know what was going on, but I tried not to assume the worst because I had not received any feedback other than I had been doing great for the entire three years that I had worked there. I mean, of course, I'd gotten feedback along the way, but nothing that would lead me to think that that day was going to be my last day. So I sat down and of course I instantly knew based on the body language of my manager who I had been reporting to for my entire tenure at that company. So when he told me that they were making some company changes and restructuring and that that day was going to be my last day at work, I was absolutely shocked. I was speechless. I didn't know how to respond. He had said the reorganization meant that they were letting go of multiple managers. So the only question I could think of was who else? And of course he couldn't tell me, but I was a mess. I had honestly just found out that I was pregnant after trying for over three years. So this news was devastating and my emotions were extremely heightened. And one of my good friends had to pack up my desk and instantly set other team members into a panic because... When someone else is packing up your desk, it obviously is not good news. I just felt bad because, I mean, my desk was a disaster since I had just emptied my purse onto my desk and it was a mess. I had so much stuff in my drawers. Anyway, so I walk out the door with a box of my belongings and walk out to my car and send a text to my other colleagues and told them that I was just let go. I didn't get any other feedback other than the organization restructure and that today was going to be my last day. So when my other team members, there were two other team members who also got let go that day, at least they saw it coming somewhat. I was the first one let go um, and then reached out to them. So they both knew that it could be coming if they were called in. And we all went to lunch to kind of let off some steam and figure out what we were going to do from there. It was like a tough couple of weeks. I was definitely not expecting that. And there were other team members who had been phased out, but it was in such a different way. So I was really surprised after putting, you know, my blood, sweat, and tears, so to say, into this company over the past three years, um, helping with so many different programs and really like being such a key member is what I felt. I was shocked to have it end so abruptly um, without getting to say goodbye to anyone who worked there. And it was tough. The three managers who got let go, uh, we all had really great relationships with many of the other team members and with the other leaders. And I know I felt such an outpouring of support from so many team members who were, you know, trying to provide us uh, job referrals or figuring out how they could help support us during this time. But yeah, it was tough. It took a long time to get over that uh, because I felt like I deserved a better 
separation than what I received. I know that my manager at the time probably couldn't say much because of the fact that HR was there, but it was, it was really unfortunate to have that happen in that situation where, uh, I had been so loyal to him specifically and to the company for, for the last three years, but life goes on. And I took a couple weeks off to figure out what I was going to do and what my next step was. I was at some point excited to get back into, uh, the job search because it was going to be a new challenge and I felt like I had conquered so many things while working at this previous company that I was excited to have something else that was going to be possibly and likely totally new to me. So I started applying for other positions. I only ended up interviewing with this uh, company that I got my next job offer from I interviewed for them. I really liked what they had as their mission statement, and uh, it was helping veterans uh, with discounted uh, like membership services. So I thought, how cool! Like working for people who have served our country—that's so amazing. So I applied and uh, got an interview. I heard back from the hiring manager pretty quickly, and I was excited to have an interview. It was honestly like the next morning. So I was like, oh wow, like we're really moving. So I meet with this manager and he really liked what I had to offer and told me the reason why he scheduled the interview so quickly uh, after reaching out to me was because he was going to the job posting to take it down and saw my resume come up last minute and said he just knew he had to talk to me. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was definitely flattered and uh, was excited to kind of be moved along to the next steps. I ended up getting a an interview with the CEO and co-founder, which was a husband and wife, and uh, enjoyed getting to know them, going through that process, felt really confident, and it took a while to hear back. I had followed up to ask if there was any updates to decide if I should, you know, go a different route or what I was going to do and try to put a little bit of pressure on them to make a decision. I ended up getting a job offer. I was excited for a change and to do something a little different. And when I started there, it was funny because I got similar feedback that the hiring manager was told to go with one of the other candidates that they had already narrowed it down to. So they had narrowed it down to two other candidates. And then when I came in, uh, whatever I said, uh, really uh, excited the hiring manager to change his opinion and want to fight for me. So I got hired instead of the other two candidates, which I was definitely grateful for, and jumped right in. I was... uh, going to be the manager of a customer experience team and they were all well there was only two team members at the time but the goal was to grow the team possibly possibly have an outbound sales team there was tons of different uh opportunities which I thought was really exciting so this one was kind of a meld of my other two companies so they had been around for about 20 years but we're implementing new changes that were happening. So I was excited because it was kind of like a startup, but not because they had been around for nearly 20 years, but had so much new stuff going on that it really did feel like a startup. So I was excited about that. Uh, At my previous company, I had learned that I am really great with process improvement and, you know, continuing to make iterations and improvements on what's currently there. So I love working with something that's already in the system or in place and figuring out how can I make it even better. I loved being able to have the opportunity to grow my own team, uh, to be able to kind of step up into a higher role, almost like a senior manager role, but not quite there. So it was nice to have some exposure to that as well. Uh, Planning, having foresight, uh, as well as you know, trying to figure out what our KPIs were and how to plan for like an entire quarter. 
But unfortunately, a lot of that didn't come to fruition. Uh, There was so much going on um, that held the company back and held me back from making a lot of these changes and decisions. So I knew pretty quickly that I wasn't sure that if this was going to be long term or not. Uh, They had some team members who had worked with them since the beginning, so nearly 20 years. And it was hard to get them on board with new ideas and new ways of approaching things. I am very much a person who wants to work autonomously and be able to check in with my direct manager um, as far as what I needed to improve on. But unfortunately, they wanted me to check in through one of their team members to get everything approved. I was fine with that at first saying, hey, let me prove to this team member that I can do this and that I am on the same page and then I'll be able to do things on my own and make decisions. But it seemed like every time like I, like any anyone in the company wanted to make a decision, there was a response of so much pushback and tension that it was hard to make any progress. Uh, a new website got rolled out where it was nowhere near ready and so many mistakes were made. So my position for the last couple of months while I was there was a lot of um, manual labor, like confirming charges and issuing refunds when necessary. So it was not uh, what I thought it might be and that was okay, but I did what I could while I was there and wanted to help set them up for success especially because I was going out on maternity leave and wasn't sure if I was going to return. With this new system uh, that we integrated, there were over 200 articles that needed to be updated and prepared for our new website launch. So uh, I helped do a good majority of those as well as like updating the verbiage, brand voice, and updating links to all the correct pages. So that was in a... a job in of itself, um, like a full-time job, but also trying to manage my team members that I did have. I think I had a maximum of six team members at one point. Uh, and I had one team member who I just adored. She was amazing. And I loved that I could offload stuff onto her and she was able to really help support me and get things done, which was so nice to have someone who I could really lean on for for help. She ended up taking over my position when I decided not to come back. So I am super excited for her and hope the best for her. I had my daughter in December of 2017. I was not sure I wanted to go back to work, like I said. So I did not go back to a full-time position because I was not ready to go back after such a short period of time on maternity leave. So I took a break and decided to figure out what I was going to do. And it was probably about February that I um, had heard from the boss who had hired me at this previous company. He was starting to work with another, again, like a startup company, but in a different realm where it was uh, retail. And he reached out to me and said, hey, I know you're not looking to come back full time, but are you interested in, you know, some customer service work or anything like that? And I said, yes, I'd love that. So I ended up getting hired based on being a referral from him and decided to kind of take it easy at first. I started taking on their customer service replies And then slowly started taking on uh, social media responses as well and other things to help um, the founder's wife kind of phase out. She wants to be a stay-at-home mom with her four kids, so I was hired in to help relieve some of the things that she was doing for the company. Again, I slowly ramped up, which was perfect. I worked a lot from home, which was amazing. I got to stay home with my daughter until she was one and worked from home most days, but again, also went into the office when they got a retail space in downtown Salt Lake City. And I loved it. There was 
there's so much growth and there was there's so much going on very chaotic at times which I thrive in to a degree when it gets a little too chaotic I feel like I need to have a reset but I really do enjoy uh, the crazy uh, so to say so went full-time starting in January of t- of 2019 put our daughter in daycare and she just absolutely loves being in daycare we have her at a really good place and it's been really great for her to be more social and then for us as well as for us to be able to both work full-time me and my husband I had at some point in December I want to say I started reflecting on what I want to do with my career Uh, my current position is titled as a business manager and I essentially do like whatever is currently on fire I try to help out with and there are a bunch of different things that I work on as well as uh, want to work on and uh, the founder has been really great to say you know whatever you're looking for like let's figure out how we can make that work you're such a great asset to the team and I've always felt so appreciated like I said in December I started reflecting on like what makes me happy what would I do you know, if I wasn't working full time, if I wanted more flexibility in my schedule, I decided that I I wanted something different. I wanted something more. And that's when I felt called to become a leadership coach. I started thinking through that process. What does that look like? What does that even mean? But again, the biggest thing I have always loved in any of the positions that I've worked in is being able to help women in so many different aspects that help them as an end goal to get promoted at work. So I hired a business coach in January and went through her 12-week program with some some other amazing women, started making small steps to make that a reality. I have really loved like taking the time necessary to start growing that coaching business because I have loved what I've been doing with my current company and am sad to ever leave them but uh, I know that what I'm being called to do is to become a leadership coach and help women uh, in so many aspects uh, on their way to getting promoted at work or finding another position that best fits them. I feel it's the best use of my knowledge and my experience because I have been through so much and going through it at the time I wondered why me what is going on like when is this going to make sense and now it all clicks because there's so much that I want to help other women with and I am able to relate on so many different levels uh, based on on my history with all these different companies So I'm excited. I can't wait for what the future holds. And part of that is by launching this podcast and getting myself out there. So if this resonates with you and you enjoy the content that you're going to be hearing, I would love for you to share it with other people to spread the word and uh, be able to, like I said, help more women in the workplace. We definitely need more women leaders. I hope if you're listening to this that this episode resonated with you. I know it's a lot to take in, so you may have had to listen to it in uh, more than one segment, but I wanted to be able to go thoroughly through my story for anyone who had the interest to listen to it, to be able to really see where I come from, where my intentions are, and how I can help uh, other women in the workplace. I appreciate you so much for listening and if you've been through anything that I've been through or are going through something currently and are struggling, I would love for you to reach out to me. Uh, You can reach out on Instagram at Nicole.Harrop or you can reach out to me via email at info at I'd love to hear from you and I can't wait to see what's next.